Hello all and welcome back to part two of this discussion around black and, well, black wealth, so to speak. We've of course have uh, Jax, uh, K.O.D. and Stephen here on the podcast returning back for part two. None of them have left the room, which is great. Um, and yeah, I guess in part one was there was a few points about, you know, what can we do as a society to address this issue, but more importantly focusing on the solutions rather than the um problems um and some really great points um in part one if you haven't listened to part one please make sure you stop this and go to part one and listen to that first some really really good points but yeah we're gonna get straight into it um and kick off uh, continuing with the the question that we ended off uh, the last part which is around you know what two three points if you have more feel free to add do you think that we as a black community need to really implement um right now to address this issue um so Jax, uh, i'm gonna throw it straight to you um yeah uh thanks bro um like i said earlier i think a lot of it's to do with um education and mentorship um on, on both sides so taking a, a, an intentional decision to become more educated you know, and, and when I say education, I'm not speaking just academics. I'm not talking about just learning how to do certain academic stuff. I'm talking about, you know, educating yourself when it comes to things like um, health. I think health is one of the most important things, um, knowing what you're eating and that kind of stuff. Um, obviously, this is a finance podcast, and, um, you know, how to read financial statements, you know, how to build a credit score, um, how to get on a property ladder, how to get rid of bad debt, all that kind of stuff, how to invest in property, stocks, etc. So taking intentional decisions to become more educated, but not just becoming more educated, but actually taking action with the education that you get. So, you know, once you are, once you have the knowledge, actually implementing the knowledge, knowledge so that you become a bit more um, financially empowered to do certain things. Now, I think as a, as a, as a Black community, the, one, of the, one of the first things that comes to my mind as to how we become more um, economically or financially empowered is to be is, is to is to have ownership to own stuff um you hear a lot about assets versus uh, liabilities but i think it's really important um owning businesses owning real estate owning um parts of businesses when we talk about stocks and that kind of stuff um but yeah i think the education is very important um of course you can educate yourself in different ways using um you know, online tools. You can even educate yourself using YouTube. You'd be amazed how much information is on YouTube. Um, obviously, to go into webinars and workshops and that kind of stuff. But don't just get the education. Make sure you implement it um, so that you become um, more empowered. And as your family, your, you know, your household becomes more um, educated as well, as well as, you know, have more ownership. That is the beginning of how we even build generational wealth and we can move forward from there, I think. Um, so yeah, that's my, that's my two pence, becoming more educated and then actually implementing it. And also when I say mentorship, it's not about just becoming a mentee, but becoming a mentor. Try and do both if you can. You've got something that someone needs and you can also learn from other people. We can all mentor each other. So I think that's really important. Definitely in agreement with that. I think even that piece on mentorship, sometimes we think we might not have something to offer. You know, everyone has value. It's about, you know, what can we do to support someone and, even when you are so-called mentoring someone, if you can't help them in something, you might know someone that can. So I definitely agree with that. Um, and the idea around ownership and education, beyond just formal education, you mentioned YouTube. Mate, YouTube, 
anywhere, hopefully most listeners would know the benefits of YouTube when it comes to education. So definitely in agreement with that. And we spoke about ownership. Um, You know, with that comes uh, risk, particularly if you never done it before. Um, What, I guess, would you say to those that this is a completely new thing to them, owning whatever assets, um, owning assets is a completely new thing to them. What would you sort of say to that group of people? Bearing in mind that, you know, our community is more likely to grow up in households where this doesn't really exist. So it might be quite alien to us. We might have seen it on the news or heard it on TV, but we haven't really seen it in practice. So what would you say to that, Jeff? Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's why I say, I think before we even get there, really, really having a change of mindset, mm-hmm. knowing your why is actually where we actually really begin. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you have that, you can actually have the fuel to move forward. And then it's about, you know, being intentional with getting the education. So, you know, the know-how. Now, education mm-hmm. might just be um, knowledge and knowledge is not enough. Knowledge is not enough. Experience is one of the best teachers. So I would say one thing you shouldn't be afraid of is to make some mistakes or to fail a bit. You shouldn't be too afraid of that. Mm. However, to mitigate the, the, um, the impact of making a huge mistake, that's why I, th- I say, you know, it's really important to get a, a mentor, someone who is already doing it and has already done it, that can actually handhold you through the process, mm. but, in, but not to be totally reliant on that person. I think if you marry these two together, the education and, and the mentorship, as well as you having the right mindset and having that continuous um, education and hunger and thirst to become educated and, and not to be too scared of taking risks, um, then then I think you know the, your only way is forward. To be really honest, I think it's really it's really interesting you mentioned risk because I think um, you know when I first started becoming an investor, I was really scared of risk. I was really scared of risk, right? Because I've been poor before. Um, you know, so I, I, once I get a bit of cash, I'm I'm a bit scared to you know to lose it. Mm. <laughs> but I think that's where the experience comes in and the mentorship and the education to know that it's okay to take risk as long as it's calculated as long as it's calculated and you understand the let's say the, the uh, probability of it possibly going wrong and if it did go wrong do you have things in place like a cash reserve or, or a, a well diversified portfolio of investments to actually be okay still so i think that's really important that comes with education and the hunger first and mentorship mm, i love that regarding mentorship learning from your mentors um so-called failed experiences as well and successful experiences which is really good um and i love the point where you talk about uh, starting with why um you know on this podcast we like to plug books because that's all part of education as well there's a great book by i think simon sinek called start with why and again it's really looking about well starting with why why is it that you want to create generational wealth what is that going to do for you in terms of improving your life outcomes, improving those around you, improving your ability to give more and bless others. Um, and uh, just as importantly, bless your next generation coming be, uh, after you as well. So yeah, definitely in agreement. Really, really good points on that. Um, we'll probably hit to KOD um, if you want to throw your piece on that. Yeah, sure, sure. So <clears throat> in as much as I agree with everything Jack said, the only issue is that these things are unfortunately not taught in our schools in this country. Mm. So it's more, it's added pressure to make it more intentional to do these things. Mm. Um, what, what I will add is when we talk about generational wealth in the black community or generally speaking, so to speak, there's a general consensus that the financial knowledge is passed down from 
the parents who have had that financial literacy. Mm. And I think Jack's alluded to this previously in part one. From, for most of us, we didn't get off to the best start in the sense that our parents didn't have any financial li uh, literacy, so to speak. And most of us are, you know, one of the first people in our generation to attain certain things like go to going to uni, um, buying first property and what have you. So I think during that phase it's very important to gain as much knowledge, practical knowledge as much as you can, whether it may be reading practical books. One book that was very uh, fascinating for me was well, two books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, Richest Man in Babylon. And in conjunction with that, I was very fortunate to have a black mentor who was um, in the financial industry. So I was gaining and soaking up as much information as possible. And as Jack's mentioned, just having, having a mentor and soaking up as much information as possible, because when it's all said and done, we're pretty much the first people to um, experience this in our family. So there's a lot of challenge um, from our perspective. And I think once we have gained that knowledge, um, and from my perspective as a father, as my child gets older, it will be my responsibility to educate uh, my kids and be hands-on and making sure that they understand the, the basics of, uh, of finance and you know, making money multiply, understanding the difference between an asset, liability, and what have you. And I think these are practical steps to pretty much build on generational wealth. It does take, it will take time and there's a process, but I think these are practical steps to get that achieved. I love that. And, and, and what you said about the fact that it's not taught in schools. I mean, to some extent, um, there are some places that are getting better than this, but generally it's not um, taught in schools enough from what we've been seeing. Um, and I, I love your point around you as a being as a father, you it's your responsibility to set pace on that, um, as well as other things, but focusing on sort of financial literacy as well. And then whatever they learn outside, whether it is in schools by the time they're older, that will complement what they've been learning in the home. But the key thing you said, you've got to set that pace for that your child's um, or your children's upbringing. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and which we highlighted in I think part one that you know the family makeup needs to be there as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely really strong points there. Uh, Can I also Ken. add a few statistics to complement yeah, what I was course, saying? Man. So um, I went into, I, just, I was doing some random research and I went into a website called fatherhood.org. Mm. And um, just, I'm just throwing out random statistics. So the statistic that I came across said somebody or a child growing up in these circumstances that we were discussing are more likely to have behavioral problems, four times greater risk of poverty. Um, as I mentioned before, that we get our hands dirty and we play a big role in our future kids and our generation's life, if possible. Quick, quick question, Kay. Um, the statistics you've just uh, um, quoted, what was, what was the underlying um, condition? Is it single homes or was it just a, a black family? Oh, so thank you for, uh, for asking that question. Um, it was from a generic perspective in terms of all race, but there's a general consensus that in our community, generally speaking, that there tends to be um, a high amount or, yeah, a high amount of fatherless homes. Yes. Obviously, I don't have, I don't have the accurate statistics for what the percentage of 
um, those fatherless homes are black. But I think it's, I don't want to make up random assumptions, but I think it's a general consensus that the majority or there's a, a significantly, oh, sorry, there's a significant amount of black yeah. fatherless homes. So yeah, I think... You're right, yeah. Exactly. So based on the statistics that I've just read from fatherhood.org, you can check it out yourself. These are, these are like shocking statistics that make fathers or parents, so to speak, play a hands-on role in their futures of the kids that they have. I hope that answers your question. Or Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think what you've just described is, is very true. And without even knowing the data, I think we all know um, what it's like um, in our community. A lot of my, my friends, I, I mean, I'm, I'm quite lucky in the sense that um, both my parents are together, but, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that, yes, so many people I know come from single homes and it's something that we really do need to change and we need to take the right steps forward. And I think, you know, going back to the education stuff, you know, um, just just knowing that and having that at the back of your mind or the forefront of your mind, actually, knowing that these statistics are there should make you want to, you know, work harder or work Absolutely. better in terms of having a family, you know, a family that's, that's united, that doesn't break up, that, that fights for a relationship, you know, having the right foundations there in place. So yep. I, I totally agree. I, I absolutely agree. Thank you. Yeah, man, you touched on some deep statistics that, you know, as Jack's rightly said, we we all know this, um, may not know the exact figures because it changes from time to time and depending who, on who's reporting them, but we know this, this is what we've um, experienced um, growing up and what we've seen um, in our livelihoods as well. Um, Stephen, I guess, do you, do you have anything to extend on that when it comes to actually the challenges facing um, the black population in terms of building wealth in the UK? Yes, absolutely, um, Peter. Um, so, I mean, it's interesting um, what Kay and Jets have, have just said. Um, it's very, very um, shocking statistics there, Cowdy's read out, and quite scary. And um, even the more is, is, is elevated when it comes to, um, to um, the black population um that i mean there are two main sort of challenges um that i've really been thinking about and again is is in the context of of what we are currently we've currently we're currently seeing that in our environment now with the protests and and just um all the sort of racial injustice um that's currently at the forefront of all media um and again i'm just going to point out the two things which um, I've, I've reiterated, but um, the first, again, being just the importance to identify the sort of the idiosyncratic um, 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 issues linked specific this is sort of really identifying this. And I think Jack's really made a very good point that if if you know you're going, you're you're going to have to work twice as hard. Also, I think once we we sort of identify this um, specific challenge. Which is just specific to the black community. Um, we know that there is these are disadvantages from a starting late, um, getting exposure to say finance, investment banking, or investing late, and the racial discrimination and prejudices that you would face when you sort of put your application, your CV forward, or um, as a business you put um, forward your um, your application to get a, a loan for to start up capital, all of that. So I think we need mm. to be very, very woke on 
on, on those um, sort of challenges that they do exist. And we, obviously we have to be thankful that there are the current efforts to, to break those down. Um, and then secondly, it's just the raw sort of identifying the raw um, skills and education um, gap that we have. Um, now, again, this also goes with mentorship and sort of being intentional, being intentional for those of us who um, sort of are where we are in, in that we, we sort of have a, have a greater um, or have developed a greater sense of of, of uh, some sort of a achievement in, in, in going through the challenges and, and realizing something um, in our journey. So I think, I think we need to be intentional in how we, we, we approach things, such as investing in um, sort of um, more sort of black businesses. I think, Jack, you, allu Jack, you alluded to that earlier. So I think um, now, and also obviously um, developing the skills of those um, from black communities who are coming up. So I think those two things, just the identification and just being able to sort of really invest our energies on, um, I think if you look at other races, um, they, they are very intentional. Um, mind you, they're, they're quite intentional in, in how they're developing um, as a whole and they're moving up in the brackets when, when you look at medium wealth and, and coal. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they are. And it just, it just beckons the question of, Sort of, I mean, we know that there are, are the specific challenges that we face, um, but I, I guess be, being able to arm yourself um, to to overcome those specific challenges, as well as then getting on the on the level where you're trying to sort of compete your business, and I, I think it's, it's it's awesome that woke finance. Um, I mean, the this podcast is obviously a pure example of the efforts here. Um, putting out um, sort of con um, content on, on the issue um, and other businesses who specifically tries to tackle um, and sort of invest in, in um, black businesses. So I think, I think it's good. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, definitely, definitely, definitely agree, Stephen. Um, and I think you mentioned something that really um, resonated with me because it's something that I've been talking about a lot with my immediate family. Um, and that was kind of identifying skills. Um, now, you know, as we all know, a lot of us are second generation, maybe first generation, um, you know, parents came here. And the one advice that they give all of us, I'm sure, is go to school and make sure you, you know, get a good education and then, you know, go to college, go to university, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then become an academic, an accountant, a doctor, or, or one of those things. Um, and I think that's something that's in our community a lot. And I think, yes, education is important, which as you guys would know, I'm very big on education. But I think identifying skills is also extremely important and knowing that not everybody is the same. I saw a very, very interesting picture online once and it was, it was, a, it was like a school and then we had a, a giraffe, a, a, an elephant, a shark and, and, a, and a monkey and a few others. And, and the, the, the teacher said to the monkey or, or, or sorry, to the class, that um, today we're gonna learn how to climb a tree, you know. <laughs> and I found that image so interesting because that's how a lot of the educational system is, and a lot of our parents that's how um, that's how they they they, they think things should be. Everyone should just go to university and become a doctor or an accountant. Um, but I think a lot of the um, young generation can really um, benefit if their parents understand that you know not everybody's supposed to become an academic. There are so many different career paths, especially now with the way technology has allowed us to do things, 
that you know it is very very important to actually be intentional in identifying young people's skills their natural skills things that they just do naturally without having to think um and really really pushing it forward and say okay you are into sports or you you can talk very well or you can act or you can you know whatever skills that you have and then trying to marry that with a career you know i think that's really important you know a, a kid that doesn't like reading books or, or something or you know everyone should read but some people read as a hobby even if, so, if a kid doesn't absolutely love reading how then can you tell the kid to become a lawyer it, it, it just doesn't make sense or a historian or something like that so i'm really really passionate about it when it comes to identifying young <laughs> people's skills um, and moving forward Jack, sorry, can I also question, who do you think will be responsible for identifying those skills? That's an amazing question. I think it's a combination of people. I think, um, you know, and you know how I am. I think everybody needs to take responsibility when it comes to certain things. Um, So that includes the, the child in itself, himself or herself. That includes the parents have a huge role. Parents have a huge role. So, for example, I'm, I'm the oldest of, of, of four. And, yeah. and so it's very important for me to, to be that link between my parents and let's yeah. say my younger sibling and say, look, my younger sibling is not like me. I, I like math, so I like to read and that kind of stuff. He, he, can, he can do something else and he loves other stuff. So don't try and compare him to me. And that's my responsibility for them to, 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 to become a bit more educated, to know that, look, I understand that you know, you know that education is usually the easiest route to success, but there's other routes out there as well. So, yeah, I think it's everybody's responsibility. It's even my responsibility to help you, um, you know, bring up your, 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 your daughter, my, God, my goddaughter. You know, if we try to force her to become an accountant and that's not what she wants to do just because you're an accountant, I might say, okay, I, I don't think you're doing the right thing. That's my responsibility as well. <laughs> and, also, and also, do you... <laughs> And also, Jax, um, what about those, like, what about parents or people that place more emphasis on the teachers to do that job for them? Is that, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I think, you know, again, taking responsibility, you can't force all that stuff on your, on the teachers. The teachers can only do so much. Um, Agreed. To be really honest, even you as a parent can only do so much. Agreed, yeah. Um, So, Again, it's about everybody coming together and with the right intentions and with the right mindsets um, with, the, with the child's um, interest at heart. And I think that's yeah. the only way. That's the only way forward. Nice one, nice one. Loving it, loving it, loving it. I think this discussion can literally go on forever, um, particularly us as four black men that have been through it um, and will have an opinion on the matter as well. Um, it would be good to hear any sort of closing wrap-ups from anyone on the call. I think we've got some good points, which I'm going to summarise on, but does anyone have anything to, I guess, um, add on to what you've um, already said? Uh, Jax, I'm going to go to you first. Um, you know, I, I think everything that I've said is, is just, you know, to summarise very quickly, just I think economic and financial empowerment is very important. I think education and mentorship is very important. I think taking responsibility um, is extremely important as well. Um, those are the, the, the kind of categories um, that I can, I can see if we can take serious um, approaches towards them, we can really become um, people of, of good value and we can really, really um, empower each other to build generational wealth, to build a, a good, strong black community and move things forward. 
Um, but yeah, there's different areas I think we need to focus on. It's not just about finance. Um, of course, that's what I love. That's what I talk about. That's what this podcast is focused on. But there's so many other key areas that we've mentioned on in this in this um, episode, when it, especially, you know, Kennedy's very passionate about relationships um, and, and fatherhood and that kind of stuff. Very, very important. And I know, Peter, you're very, very big on health. But yeah, you know, that's a whole different topic in itself you know black black people and our health how much salt we consume how much oil we consume and that kind of stuff Hmm. um you know it's 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 just something that i think we need to be intentional um to recognize where we stand if we are dealt a pack of cards you know i love a game of blackjack if you don't have a pack of cards and your cards are rubbish you still need to be able to play the game to try and win (laughs) so which i'm very good at so (laughs) so definitely um that's that's how i'll wrap up just being very very intentional and doing the right things slowly but surely but it's a process and it's a step-by-step thing nice one jacks definitely a really great summary and um steven gonna throw over to you yeah no i think i'll I'll, I'll, I'll definitely just cement with just the points um, made previously and just continue to sort of urge us all. I mean, we, we, we are, it's interesting because living at very interesting times and it's a great time to be alive as well as um, everything um, we've, well, our parents have been through and, um, and of course the challenges that still continue to live on for us to solve. Um, and for us to overcome. So I think I think it's interesting time still, um, but some great discussions we've had. But I'll just leave us with the the the, the two 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 key things that one ought to do, which is um, to first identify sort of the challenge that um, we face specific to us and and to you, and sort of how you need to equip yourself and arm yourself, and 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 then secondly just how to actively um, contribute to others who are around and falls in the circle um, who are also going to be facing those challenges that haven't reached there yet. Um, and I think work finance here, as we're discussing this, is a solid um, medium. And as, as many of us um, can, of course, um, add their voice. And, and I mean, mind you, I, I never, this is probably my first podcast on, on this matter, um, but it's, it's good. Um, very good um good way especially with with everything that's 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 ongoing thank you very much uh Doral, for that and finally Kay, if you have any sort of summarizing final points on your side um for me i'll probably just reiterate what um i discussed and pretty much jackson stephen discussed well for me it'll just be identifying the circumstances surrounding what's uh, currently at hand and then essentially finding pragmatic approaches to bridging that gap um, and just gaining, gaining as much knowledge as possible. So platforms like Walk Finance and Jax's Jax Financial, getting as much financial literacy and exposure as much as possible. Awesome. Thank you very much for that, everyone. I think, you know discuss some great points over the uh this part and the first part and this conversation can of course continue forever um but you know for our listeners as well if you have any additional comments you know how to send them through in um but it's been great there have been great points um one around mentality about us changing our mentality and supporting our younger generation to to do that but also our peers as well you know the piece on education um, I do do love that in terms of we need to be constantly educating ourselves about um, 
wealth in particular um, and remembering why we're doing it. It's not just so we can have loads of money. So, you know, what are we going to do when we generate uh, that in terms of for others and our future? Um, Stephen, your point on around being uh, woke to challenges that we're just going to face just for being black. And you mentioned access uh, to certain things, to financial products, um, even us in the workplace as well, when we look up how many reps do we have. Um, you know, being intentional, identifying those natural skills you mentioned, Jax, which is great. The mentorship, the family makeup, education at home. One thing um, I'll probably like to add on to, I think some really great points is that, you know, we, we mentioned there's the symptoms, you know, a, a lot of this stuff is uh, tackling some of the symptoms, which is great. But for us to really, truly attack the causes, I do think there is a political element there. So um, systems change is needed. Um, and this is, you know, almost, I would say, infiltrating uh, the system from a political perspective. Um, we need to have that sort of power within policy makers and in the offices behind closed doors where policies are made, which actually have a negative influence on our life outcomes. Now, as an example, if you're in a particular uh, room in local government or national and they're making, and every everyone in that room um, doesn't look like us, and they're making decisions which impact us, it's very unlikely going to benefit us on the longer term. So we need more people like yourselves on this convo, that are talking on this convo with certain knowledge who can actually influence policy, which in effect will return, um, have a great return of investment in the black community. So... Um, that's my sort of um, additional point that I would like to um, add on to that as well. There's systems change that's needed so we can actually tackle the true causes for generations to come. But yeah, so um, thank um, all of our listeners um, for tuning in um, on this podcast. And we're happy to be back. We've had a bit of a break due to the crisis. And once again, remind we're recording virtually. So apologies for any background noises or um, internet lags or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, just apologies. And um, for our guest, Stephen, um, first time on the podcast, um, just fan uh, fantastic to have you here. Massive thank you for joining us. On Great. This. Thank you. Very, very pleased to, uh, yeah, to join. Thanks, Peter Jacks, for inviting me. Awesome. No a pleasure, a pleasure. Hopefully we have you on future podcasts as well. With um, It could be this discussion or relating to many other things as well. Um, I look forward to it. Awesome. And uh, Kay, of course, uh, he's becoming a recurring uh, guest, which is really good. It's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Very appreciative. Awesome, awesome. Okay, listeners, you know where to get us online on social media. Do hit us up, send in your questions. Um, and yeah, we look forward to hearing from all of you. Uh, thank you, uh, my co-host Jax. And of course, everyone, remember, stay woke. Stay woke.